You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, July 22nd, 2019. It's episode 373 of our stupid podcast. My name is Rob. Jason's here as usual. I'm here. I'm here. You yes. are here. Yes. 373. 373. It's a, it's a palindrome episode. Pal- does that mean anything? Palindromic? Like, palindromic. Palindromic episode. Uh, is that, that's a word now. It is. Yeah. For sure. Done. Sure. Done. Yeah. We have a special guest, uh, another special guest in, in, in this year's buildup uh, to the 2019 Iron Design Challenge. Um, we've been bringing on people uh, 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 who were involved. Uh, last last week we had uh, we we had the big reveal of of one of our two challengers. That was Nat Levan. This this week we're having his opponent, his uh, his arch rival, uh, so to speak. Uh, they they are mortal enemies as far as as far as I'm concerned, uh, and uh, uh, really hate each other's guts. Is 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 the feelings that I'm projecting upon both of them. Um, this individual is uh, quite the accomplished business person, designer, publisher, writer. Uh, uh, let's say I, I think I'm not exaggerating to say a titan, a real titan here. This is uh, this is this is really something. She is the co-founder and owner of Game and a Curry. She's a designer. She's a publisher. We have Banana Chan on the line. Hi. Hello. Thank Thanks you so for much. Me. Thank you for joining us. Yes. It's a pleasure to have you. Have a pleasure to have you on the show. A pleasure to have you as a part of the IDC for 2019. Thank you so much. Thank you. I am very excited to crush Nat. To be honest, I've been looking forward to this day probably since I found out about Iron Design Challenge. About specifically crushing Nat? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I mean, it, it totally mortal does. Mortal enemies. Why would she not be? Right. Know? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, one of these days I'll crush Jason, but probably not at the IDC. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Maybe oh, with your okay. car, something like that. I hope so. <laughs> what are you doing after this, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on which car you drove over. Because you have a large car and a small car. It's the small car. Okay, then let's do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, uh, again, thanks for joining us, um, IDC. I don't know what uh, apart from crushing that. What what do you hope to get out of the event this year? I mean, I can't think of anything better than crushing Nat. <laughs> to be honest, that's like all I'm here to do. I don't even really know Nat that well, but just, you know, seeing his face. Yeah. I, he has one of those faces, right? Yeah, he does, doesn't he? He really does. To be honest, I do have a few rivals um, online that I've never met in real life before. Uh, <laughs> Nat's going to be one of them. <laughs> and I also have another rival. His name's Ken Davidson. But um, we're also... This is another thing that's like totally separate. We're cross playing as Romeo and Juliet from Starcrossed. So <laughs> that's a separate thing I'll get into later. You didn't even ask for this. You <laughs> hey, that's about, all right. You you ask your questions. No, hey, we got we are now out here to talk about whatever you want to talk about. You're the guest. I don't I don't care what you have for dinner tonight. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what did I have for dinner tonight? So did you know that Burger King has tacos now? What? What? Yeah. 
Since when? Isn't this like a stay in your lane moment for Burger King? <laughs> right? Exactly. So I saw this ad on, on TV. It just popped up randomly. And, uh, you know, coincidentally, we have Taco Bell hot sauce packets. So we went to Burger King, got six tacos, and they are kind of gross. <laughs> well, you know what? That checks out because Taco Bell just recently got into having a really gross breakfast. So they were kind of really? aping Burger King. I, I like wow. their breakfast. Oh, oh. <laughs> No, it's bad. I think it's good. Banana, what, what's your opinion on the Taco Bell breakfast? I've never had it. Oh, so you're I'm missing. Have to you're missing out on some food that will be tasty that you will regret eating about an hour later. So, yeah, I so mean, it's much like going to Taco Bell. Right, that's just that's your standard Taco Bell meal. Yeah. <laughs> Except for it's for breakfast. No, I'm very excited for this. <laughs> so, how were the tacos? Uh, they were bad. So I think what they were going for was meat, but it tasted like beans. So we're not sure if they're beans or beef. Maybe they were means. Were they were they flame broiled? I don't know. <laughs> they were just mushy. <laughs> so, so it was like a like a viscous brown paste in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it was pretty sloppy. Okay. It was it was it was soiling green. That's you know, dyed oh, brown. Yeah, yeah. Oh, soiling brown. Soiling yeah. brown. Is that a real thing? I don't know. <laughs> um. Okay. Wow. That's, that's what I'm going to call poop from now on. I'm going to call it soiling brown. <laughs> I'm super glad you asked what she had for dinner. Yeah. This, is, <laughs> this is an enlightening conversation. It is about things. So, did you use the Taco Bell hot sauce packets on it? Yeah, and it made it taste a little better, um, but. Not much. That's when you want the Inferno ones so that it just burns your taste buds mm-hmm. and you can't taste it. Right, right. So we had Diablo, we had Fire, and we had Hot. Um, oh. None of those helped. <laughs> yeah. Coinc- mean, it helped a little bit, but not much. Coincidentally, I also had Taco Bell for dinner tonight, and I'm really? regretting it. Uh, I had the Chalupas. I, I'll tell you what. I so like the Chalupas. I, I don't mind a Chalupa. Um, but I ordered the chalupa meal where it's two two chalupas and a, and a, a taco, yeah. and I got up to the window, and the girl at the window was like, she hands me the receipt and she says, "There's a survey on the back. We really need you to fill out the survey." I said, "Okay, I'm not going to fill out the survey, right? Nobody does." Right. And then there's a pause, and then she opens the window again, and there's a guy standing behind her, and he's looking at me, and he says, "Do you want a taco supreme?" Instead of your regular taco, and I, I don't know how to answer that question because I'm not going to eat the taco either way. I just I'm just getting that for the chalupas. Why don't you get the, eat the taco? Because I don't need that. Okay, I don't need that anyway. Your logic is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh. And and I didn't know how to answer that. And he said it's free of charge. And I said, oh, okay. And he walked away. And then the girl looks at me and again in silence for a minute, and then says, they made an extra one by mistake. Okay, thanks. And so then, then uh, another minute or two passes by, and then the door, the window opens again. She hands me the bag, and she says, "There you go. Here's your food. Please fill out the survey." So they were bribing you with free food right. to fill out the survey. Get home. Guess what was not in the bag? Taco Supreme. <laughs> Just a regular ass taco. <laughs> what? So they that can. Sounds like something Nat would pull. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
it's uncalled for. I don't appreciate that. They they were teasing me, starting to get me. I was like, like okay, maybe I will have this taco. It's free. I'd be ashamed to just throw it away. No, no taco supreme. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I went there one time and got a chalupa, and there was a little bit of mold on the chalupa shell. What? I mean, like, oh. yeah, it was gross. I didn't need it. It happens, though, right? Like, <laughs> it so shouldn't. I, so I took it a... Sh- I, right. I know, I know. But I, so I took a picture of it, right? I mean, I've eaten a million chalupas in my life, and one time there was mold on it. So I just stopped going to that Taco Bell. I'm not going to tell you which one, though, Rob, because I want you to play Russian <laughs> roulette with Taco Bell. Uh, but anyways... Uh, so I did the survey and was like, yo, guys, there was mold on this chalupa and no one ever reached out to me. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm never doing the survey again. So why did you take a picture of it? I, I did take a picture of it. You, you just, But why did you? Did you just collect pictures of chalupas? No, I took a picture of the mold and put it with and sent it to them. Oh, so you can you can email them pictures? Uh, I think I may have tweeted him. I'm pretty so. <laughs> I have found that the way to get results when you have a problem is to start tweeting at the whatever company's mm-hmm. Twitter thing. Start complaining, and they will give you free stuff. Mm-hmm. It works oh, yeah. every time. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. it helps to have a high follower count too. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I have like. I don't know, 12, 1300 followers. That Humble is, brag. No, I'm saying like, I don't have that many followers, Rob. Like, so it's not like I'm, you know, like I'm not a, uh, what do they call those people? An influencer. An influencer. You're not an influencer. By any means. <laughs> You're an influencer in this community. Influencer. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I, I feel like, I don't understand. People follow me because at the end of the podcast, you say, hey, follow people. Yeah. And so they do. And because they see, oh, he runs a board game podcast, maybe he'll promote my stuff so people yeah, follow me. Right. I tweet like once a week, and uh, it's generally got nothing to do with board games. It may just be me complaining at a company trying to get free stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you're like a base, you're basically like a poster. No, I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. He so, is. Okay. He I'm is. not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, so you're like that. No, no, no. Well, I am, so. Something common, but nope, nothing, not a damn thing. <laughs> yep, I give up. <laughs> uh, well, at any rate, we should probably talk about game stuff. Oh, right, games. Yeah, oh. yeah, we have this problem all the time. We do. It's true. <laughs> so, uh, have you played anything cool, uh, good lately? Oh man. Okay. Um, we're having this conversation. <laughs> we don't have to. It's it's cool if you don't want to. She's like, I don't play games, really. Yeah, you know, they just happen. Um, so the last thing I played that was actually pretty good was, uh, I forgot the name of it, but it's a Guy Fieri role-playing game. What? Yeah, so I think it was called Five Alarm Something Something. Hang on, let me let me look it up. Uh, Is this, like, endorsed by Guy Fieri or no? No, it's not. So it's uh, bootleg Guy Fieri. Yeah, it was real good, though. I feel um, like if you told Guy Fieri about that, he would come to your house, play the game, and put you on TV. Like, that's that's probably what he would do. And then he yeah. would be like, have some Mountain Dew and, and, and <laughs> eat some fried foods. <laughs> oh, five, five alarm, a uh, prom collapse. So basically, the story is that you are all going to prom, like your characters are going to prom, but then suddenly some, you know world catastrophe is happening and you have to go onto a ship and you have to you know like a spaceship and like drive away into space but as you're doing that something is 
gone, you know, awry on the ship, uh, you find out it's Guy Fieri. He's a stowaway. And he's got this <laughs> sentient chili that's on the ship, and you have to try and find him and the chili <laughs> and destroy the chili. But, yeah, it's that's the entire game. That sounds pretty great. Uh, I, would, really I would play that game. Yeah. I played Guy Fieri. It was great. <laughs> nice. That is that. That seems to fit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can you uh, uh, can you can you play as Bobby Flay? Uh, no. But there are several characters. But I'm sure you can mod to being Bobby Flay. Okay. Because I would either want to be Bobby Flay or uh, Alton Brown, if possible. Oh, I don't think everyone has to be a chef, Rob. Why not? Think, I mean, I think they could be, but I don't think they have to be. What, so is Guy Fieri a chef, or is he just a TV personality? I thought he was just some dude. No, he's 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 a chef and a TV. Well, he's not okay. I wouldn't call him a chef. You see, my kids when my kids see us making food and we make good food, they're like, "You're a really good cooker." That's yeah, what they say. And I cooker. feel like if anything, Guy Fieri is a good <laughs> he's cooker. He's a good cooker. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, so okay. So my three would be Bobby Flay, Alton Brown. Or Emeril Lagasse. Okay, I, I if I was Emeril, then I could just go around saying "bam" the whole time. I want to be Gordon Ramsay and just drop f bombs the whole. You time. can do that too. <laughs> oh, that's a great cast. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's a really good cast. Yeah, I would watch a movie about those guys in space. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Chef again. So. Chef again. <laughs> yeah, the game is great. It's by um, Taylor Labrush. It's on Drive Through RPG for four dollars. Oh, killer. So. That sounds yeah. worth every penny. Nice. It totally is. Nice. It's very good. So you're a, you're an RPG designer as well, right? Yes, yeah. I do design RPGs, mostly weird ones. Mostly weird ones. They like the Guy Fieri RPG. Um. Yeah, the RPGs I write are similar. Uh, they're very strange. Uh, I want to say like surreal horror. Okay. I, I'm down yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. So so. Uh, a, a distinction that I that I just heard you make there is is that I said design and you said write. Do you do you differentiate in that way? Um, sometimes it depends. So like with things that are you know longer free form stuff, that's more like uh. So with free form stuff, I call that designing, and then with uh, like things that have a lot of content in it that has like a lot of you know, backstory that I would say right. That okay. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. If I'm writing like a, you know, two page freeform RPG, like a freeform LARP or something like that, I would say design. Okay. So in that case, you're just kind of creating a, a scenario or a setup and a basic structure and, uh, versus writing, writing a, a, a designing, creating a world or something. Uh, kind of. So, uh, with, for example, like I wrote something called there are to me, uh, a while ago for the Golden Cobra uh, challenge. This was probably like two or three years ago. But basically, you are vlogging your experience. So you're, every day you're given a prompt and you're vlogging the entire thing uh, for like up to a minute. And then you have to post it online, or you might not want to, but some people post <laughs> it online. And the prompt is that uh, there are aliens that are after you. There's like some whole like, you know, conspiracy that's happening and for that i would say that's more like i'm designing this thing because it's not 
like a fully fledged world. I'm depending on the player to create this world. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's Whereas neat. if I'm writing like you know longer form stuff like for Seventh Sea uh, Katai, I wrote like a whole backstory on uh, basically fictional China. That I would say I was like writing for that. Okay. Um. So if you were if you were uh, giving advice to somebody who wants to to explore writing their own RPGs or designing their own RPGs, depending on the context. Um, what kind of advice would you give? I'd say just write a crap load of stuff. Just write whatever comes to your head and play a lot of stuff. Um, I got my feet wet into LARPing, like freeform LARPing, uh, through Golden Cobra and through, you know, all these like small little indie, indie things that were happening all over, like, you know, these small game design things and it's really opened up things for me like i had no idea that freeform was a thing mm-hmm. i thought that larping was buffer swords and you know foam swords and fireball like i had no idea that LARP <laughs> was so was so like rich uh and performative and like just out there like you can do so much with larp yeah. so advice uh i would say like you know play a lot of games find a lot of communities that are cool uh, try to stay away from like not cool communities because that's not fun. No. But that's that's another thing. Uh, and just write a <laughs> load and like, sorry, am I allowed to curse on this show? You're fine. We'll bleep it. Every okay. time you swear, Rob has to bleep it. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no you're, good. Great. you're good. I don't you're care. Good. I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically, just like write a whole lot of stuff, and you know, give yourself some time, read back on it, and see if it sticks. If it doesn't stick, then that's fine. You know, you did something. But you know, if it's something that feels like it's working, then just keep on at it. I, I'm not sure what question to ask here. Can, can can you can you talk more about about what you mean by freeform LARP uh, and, and that idea? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, freeform LARP is basically. Um, so okay, I'm not a LARP expert. But I played, you know, my fair share. Uh, basically, it's LARP that has minimal rule sets, um, not a lot of costuming, and it's um, it it's basically like you're set, setting up a scenario that uh, that has many potential things that could happen. Whereas you have other types of LARP like Boffer, which is foam swords, fireball. Um, that sometimes has a lot of rules, sometimes carries on um, over a course of days. Freeform is usually a one-shot, so that could be anywhere between maybe like, let's say, three hours to eight hours. Okay. Um, on top of that, there are all these other types of LARP, like Nordic, uh, which people are still fighting over like the, the meaning behind that because Nordic is so broad. Um, there's also black box. There's uh, all sorts of LARP. <laughs> but my my uh, the thing that I stick to the most right now is American Freeform. Okay, I, I I'm I'm surprised. I'm shocked to hear like all these different category things. This is a whole world that I've never even experienced before. Well, if you would like more information, uh-huh. you can check out NordicLARP.org. All right. I think I probably will. I think we have some listeners that would probably be interested in that as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. and are there a lot of events at Gen Con? Um, so 
I'm not sure about events at Gen Con, but Games on Demand always has cool stuff going on there. So how it works is sort of like a like an airplane boarding system where you find a game that you think is interesting. You take like a card that has a letter on it, and then you wait for them to call out your letter, and then you choose your game. So it, huh. it's kind of cool. Like you get to play games that you've never played before. So it's it's LARP online with others. Is that? Oh, sorry. Uh, for Games on Demand? Yeah. Games on Demand is a thing that happens at Gen Con, um, but it also happens oh. at, like, different conventions. So, um, you know, it happens to Origins and all those cons. But basically, you, like, go there and you pick up, like, a number or, like, a letter or something. And then they, um, they let you choose whatever game, you know, that's available. And they have, like, a lot of indie stuff. So they have stuff from, like, they have LARPs. They have, like, freeform LARPs. They have stuff from Magpie. They would have stuff from like you know all these other um, quote unquote indie designers and okay. developers. And, and so that's not like a, a Gen Con event, but it's it's done at Gen Con. Yeah, I think I'm I'm not sure if they're like together or not, but it's usually at one of the hotels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds really interesting. That sounds like something I want to try this year. I know, right? If it's Me, not too late to get yeah, into it. Super cool. You get to find out so many different games that, like, when I first started doing it, there were so many games that I had never even heard of that were just, like, there. So uh-huh. definitely check it out. Yeah, that sounds neat. Uh, and so my other question then is, is because um, when I think of LARP, I think of what you said, costumes and boffer weapons and throw little beanbags and shot fireball, right? Um, so, so what, uh, yeah, so I think of a LARP as I'm in, in acting as this character, I'm going to act out all, all the emotions. Is, is it that same idea or is there some kind of alternate definition there for, for LARP? Cause a lot of people hear the word LARP and they immediately get embarrassed by the idea of, of, of doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because so, of that vision. Yeah, exactly. So with the other kinds of LARP that aren't buffer, uh, you know, it depends on the situation. Like, uh, you know, what's a movie that you like watching? If it's something that's like a drama or like something that's like intense, then that's possible in a LARP. Um, it's basically just as, you know, the acronym says, like live action role playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not restricted to just the fantasy role playing um, element. It's also like, you know, people doing having dinner parties and people... Um, maybe like ha- going through like stressful family situations or you know people acting out as if um, they're rocks or something that's bizarre yeah. so there's this one game that's really great um, it's called Still Life and you're all just like rocks right and for like two or three hours you're just hanging out like just laying there as rocks and the GM would come by and like uh, tap you on the shoulder and be like a you know a wave washes over you you're moving over to this section now um, yeah it can get real weird but it's a lot of fun that's that's so strange but I, I love that it can yeah. be anything like that that's because Rob tried to LARP one time let me just tell you right what here. Rob did a boffer LARP one time it was more of just of a boffer battle it was, and Rob it was ended not up really a LARP. Rob ended up in the hospital. So, oh, um, no. 
because it was this was a Gen Con like ten years ago. Ten years ago, Gen Con. Yeah, and they were they were you know letting you for a couple of tickets. Then you you fight one of the guys with and they give you a, a sword or something. Anyway, sword and a shield. Sword and a shield. And the guy the guy hit me with the part of the bo- the handle of the boffer weapon <gasps> that just had grip tape on it. And he hit me in the wrist, and it hurt so bad. I went to the hospital to get an X-ray to make sure my arm wasn't broken. That's not very safe. It was no. not. I was pissed. But the here's the here's the part of the story that actually matters. Right after that, I went out there and defended Rob's honor, and uh, I took the guy down. Yeah, well, he he let you win because he felt guilty about hurting me. He didn't let me win. I strategized that win. Whatever. <clears throat> I have some very, very strong opinions about boffer battles uh-huh. and how people are really bad at them. Yeah. So. Well, and that was not a LARP. Don't oversell it. I was just, I was trying to give a connection, Rob. Uh-huh. No connections so, here. Also, it was an embarrassing story for you, so. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not the one who hits somebody with a with the handle of a boffer weapon. You are the one that got hit with I that. Got, I was the victim here, Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very yeah. glad that you defended your friend's honor. Hey, you know, I know what I'm supposed to do as a friend is, you know, defend someone's honor. and are uh, a really good friend. I know, right? <laughs> <sighs> this conversation is going in a bad direction. Because <laughs> it's making Rob be embarrassed. I love it. <clears throat> Am I still invited back for next year? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> Well, so I'm sorry. I totally sidetracked the conversation by asking you about uh, RPG stuff uh, and, and LARP stuff. Um, did you have a, a topic that you wanted to talk about with us tonight? Oh, uh, well, to be honest, I didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, sure. Thing. You could have been like, no, nah, my topic was LARP. <laughs> you were just honest. Like, no, <laughs> nope, nothing. Nope. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about role-playing games for sure. Okay, so can can I ask a question? Um, you, you did a Judge Dread game, and Rob and I were talking about that, but I don't know anything about it. I just know you did a Judge Judge Dread game. Was that a role-playing game then? Oh, no, no, no. Um, so there is a Judge Dread role-playing game, a tabletop role-playing game, but that is not the game that I published. <laughs> but the game that we published is Judge Dread Block War. Mm-hmm. It's designed by Herb Bremen, uh, my uh, business partner, and it's a two-player head-to-head card combat game uh, where you're fighting your opponent, you're playing the the blocks, right? So, like, you're playing gangs and whatever. Meanwhile, the Justice Department's an AI that's trying to take both of you down. Awesome. So, yeah, it's, like, fast-paced. It's, like, think, um, think, uh, Star Realms? Is that what the game is? Hang on. I gotta Google this. Yeah, Star <laughs> Realms. Like, think Star Realms. Sorry, there's too many games with the word star in there. Yeah, I isn't there, though? Star Realms, like, not deck builder, but, like, that kind of pace. Okay, okay. Nice, nice. Right on. And so, you guys just, you, uh, how did you get the licensing for that and stuff? Like, how does that, that's so interesting to me. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> And this just took an interesting twist. (laughs) Banana Chan's like, guys, guys, let's not talk about that, okay? Um, (laughs) No, we got a lawyer, and um, he's great. He was great. He did, uh, he... um, Clearly. Yeah, the more more times you say he's great, the more we believe you. (laughs) No, he's a real person. It wasn't me, like, putting on a fake accent with, like, a fake mustache or anything. (laughs) Um, Which... That's another story that I should tell. But 
back to this. Uh, let me bookmark that for a second. <laughs> this story. Um, so this guy, he's uh, he's helped a lot, a lot of people get like different IPs, like Big Trouble in Little China. He got that one. Um, he got Rambo for you know our friend. Uh, I don't know if I should name names, but he's <laughs> great. He's a great lawyer. Okay, you can say anything you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. no pressure from us to overshare. So, so was the idea like? Herb, you said designed it. Was he like, hey, I've got this this Judge Dread game. Yeah. Do you think we could get the IP for it? And you guys just went out and figured out how to get the IP for it. So he was sitting on this game for about five years. And eventually I was like, listen, I'm kind of sick of your shit. Can we just publish this thing? <laughs> um, so I reached out to my friend, the lawyer. And I was like, listen, we got to do this. Like, I've had it with this has been five years. Let's just get this out. And so we didn't really expect an answer, but then eventually um, we got an answer from Rebellion in 2018. They're great to work with. They're amazing, um, and they supplied us with artwork. They, you know, walked us through like the whole the whole process. Uh, yeah, everything's been great with them. That's super cool. Yeah. Now, man, now now I'm starting to believe, man. That you want to make your Ninja Turtles? No, that I can make my Breakfast Club game. Oh, your Breakfast Club game, right? right. I desperately want to make a Breakfast Club game. Dude, you just do it. go you for it. it. Now, now I feel like, number. what'd you say? I'll give you my lawyer's number after this. I, I'm honestly like, I'm kind of interested now because that's been a dream of mine to design a breakfast club you, game. You need to have the game ready first. Well, yeah. That's, so, you, so you can show it to him. So I should probably design <laughs> you should, you a should game. Make a breakfast club game and then see if you can get the license. Right. I don't even care if we could have their real pictures. Like we could do like Back to the Future style. Like they did it with that game where it's like, it's not the actual, like you can tell it's like. That's not Michael J. Fox. Like that looks like his sure. like stunt double, but that's definitely oh, yeah. not him. Um, yeah, absolutely. You could just make a fake version of it. I mean, not a fake version. You know, like, right? Like, like yeah. a alternate version of it that's obviously not the same right. thing. It's it's just one of those things. Like it's a movie that my wife and I both really love, and like uh, it's one of those things I would love to do for her to like be able to get a game out there that is The Breakfast Club. Like she would think that was amazing. Uh, and I actually think that there is a good game you can design around that scenario. I'm not sure about that, but I'm sure this, <laughs> there's a there's a market on Kickstarter of people who would buy that game. Yes. Yeah, right? 100%. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially with nostalgia right now. Like, everyone's all about right, it. Oh, right, yeah. Right. I, sh- I honestly should just design it and then just start looking at publishers because I could probably find someone who would be willing to pick it up. But I could do it myself. I don't do yourself. I'm gonna publish some other stuff. Maybe. Hey, I, I heard this. So. There's this great publisher. Uh, I think it's called Game in a Curry. I, I think they're oh. they're real good at getting IPs. Yeah, that's what I you heard. Should talk to them. Jason. I should. Yeah. Um. About that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Just send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you looking with with Game in a Curry publishing? Are you or games? Are you looking to? What are you looking to publish coming up here? What's your so we have two games in the pipeline uh, that are coming up. The next one that we have is Layer by Tam Mayang. It's a worker placement game in a small box. All of our games are in small boxes, by the way. Mm-hmm. But um, this is like a worker placement game where you're playing henchmen to a evil villain, but you also have henchmen. So you're ordering your henchmen around, meanwhile, like just building up this layer, and whoever has the best layer uh, wins the game. Nice. And that's super cool. Um, the other game that we're playing or planning on publishing is Battle of the Boy Bands. Uh, <laughs> basically, you <laughs> that's by uh, Cleo Yansu Davis and Vicky Ho. Basically, you are 
trying to create the best boy band <laughs> and battle it out. Fantastic. It's yeah, it's really good. That's great. Yeah. Right on. Now, so are those, did, did you kickstart Judge Dredd? We did not kickstart Judge Dredd. Oh, oh wow. Hey, yeah, we did all <clears throat> of it out of pocket. That's always impressive when anyone, because most, I mean, most companies who've published several games are still forced to kickstart things. So good for you guys. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks. I can see why people like, like kickstarting things though. Cause I mean the marketing, it's real, yeah. you know, it's really to do, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always look at Kickstarter as kind of like free marketing that is, uh, costs less than selling something whole, you know, selling something to a distributor. So. Right. Yeah. It's also a crap ton of work. I know, but. <clears throat> yeah, we just had like the funds laying around. Just kidding. We uh, we saved up for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had five years, like, right? So. Yeah, exactly. This is like our baby uh, that we've been wanting to publish for a while. That's super cool. It's fantastic. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, I think it's maybe time to uh, to get a game pitched here. Uh, and uh, we talked before the show. Do you do you want to pitch something you've got, or do you want us to give you a challenge? Well, I could do both. Oh, whatever makes Nat looks worse. Well, <laughs> so here's here's the thing. I'm going to let you know a little secret here. If you take the pitch challenge and do a good job, it makes Nat look worse. If you take the pitch challenge and do a bad job, then the other thing happens, where Nat doesn't look worse, and, and you do. Huh? You know what? I'll take it. Oh, all right. What might be fun is to give you the same setup that we had for Nat. Oh, okay. We could do that, yeah. but uh, okay. let her. Uh, right, oh, and I guess it could be pitched anyway. Yeah, anyway, so, I mean, at all. it could be. Can I just pitch a whole bunch of things? <laughs> hey, yeah, the time like, is yours. You give me your pitch challenge, and then I'll pitch another thing. All right, sure. So when we do this, are you familiar with boardgameizer.com? dot com? Nah. All right. <laughs> okay. This is this is honestly like for a freeform LARP. I feel like this website is spot on. Uh, for themes, because the themes are ridiculous. Uh, basically, it's two keywords and they match them up, uh, and you're stuck up. You're stuck with this crazy thing. Do you still have it up? Do you I remember? do. I've got it. Oh, 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 this is exciting. Okay, so we're gonna give you. Uh, we're gonna give you mechanics, okay. a theme, a victory condition, and a constraint. Sweet. Okay, so the theme here. We'll start there. Is beer aviation. Okay. <laughs> nice. The core mechanic needs to be economy management. The win condition or the victory condition is the first player to win a number of rounds. And the constraint is each player should play simultaneously. Alright. Seems like you've already done my pitch for me, so I mean <laughs> <laughs> All right, beer aviation is the theme. So, uh, when you're on a plane, what do you think of? Uh, I think of uh, stewardesses hate, hate me. So, okay. Beer <laughs> is obviously, what you think? Of. Obviously. A fresh IPA. So, when you're a stewardess, the only thing that you need to do in this game is to manage everyone's drunk level, right? So you're making sure that everyone stays drunk without being, you know, overly dehydrated. Otherwise, they'll die of dehydration by moving 
bottles of water and IPAs all across this plane. And it goes around, you know, like maybe, let's say like 10 rounds. Is 10 rounds okay? Sure. That's great. No, no, let's say 20 rounds. 20, so 20 rounds of this thing, because it's a long plane ride, right? This yeah. is like maybe... It's international like here. A, like a six-hour game. <laughs> Everything happens at once. Okay. Beer ovation. That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can find it now on Kickstarter for 20 bucks. <laughs> nice. Plus shipping. Yeah. Plus yeah. shipping. <laughs> shipping charge after the campaign, not on Kickstarter. Yeah. And uh, shipping's not included, so you got to pay for that, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So now you wanna, you've want to. you got something you want to pitch, too? Yes, I do. All right. Um, so, uh, Senfun Lim and I are working on a game called Jiangxi in the Banquet Hall. It's a tabletop role-playing game about uh, running a family restaurant in the 1920s uh, in Chinatown. So, you're a Chinese family running uh, this restaurant. Meanwhile, at night, Jiangxi, Chinese hopping vampires, are attacking the town and trying to destroy everyone and, you know, wreak havoc. Uh, so that is something that we're working on. Uh, we're still trying to find a publisher for that, but it's coming together nicely. So I'm very happy about it. So, so what, what, what are those creatures called again? Jiangxi. Jiangxi. Okay. Yeah. And is that, is that an actual folklore thing? Yeah. Like so, yeah. from China? That's awesome. Yeah. So these hopping vampires, according to legend, um, so uh, you would have like these priests, right? They would try to transport bodies, like when they, uh, when someone dies, they transport the body over to like a burial site or a grave site. Um, but to make it easier, they would somehow put a spell on these bodies so that they would start hopping and like move towards the burial site because it's easier transportation than just like dragging them along. Nice. So that's like the backstory behind like this is like the real backstory behind what the Jiangxi are. That's the real backstory behind Weekend at Bernie's too, as well. But yeah, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> now we know where that story came from, where they lifted it from. Right. Clearly, that's what Weekend at Bernie's was looking at. Exactly. That's fascinating. That is sounds really fascinating. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. All right on. <clears throat> All right. So yeah, I think that's. Uh, think that'll about do it we want to we want to let you have a chance to plug anything you want to plug though right as many things you can think of oh my god more things to plug okay anything yeah um, uh 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 i'm going to big bad con in october and i'm going to be oh wait i did i was going to get back to this story so uh my oh rival, yeah yes. ken davidson and i we're going to be dressing up as Romeo and Juliet. I'm going to be Romeo, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's going to be uh, Claire Danes from the hit blockbuster movie, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. Isn't it Romeo plus Juliet? Romeo plus Juliet. Romeo cross Juliet. Cross Juliet, yes. right, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, a- I have that soundtrack on my phone because it was like the ultimate makeout album when I was in high school. <laughs> it's so good. And, and I've... So good. And I've never not been. It's it's so like that butthole surfer song on that on that album is like amazing. Right, it's so good. It's so good. That whole soundtrack's amazing. Anyway, sorry, go on. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be dressing up and we're going to be performing uh, and we're going to be playing this game called Starcrossed uh, by Alex Roberts, which is a two-player romance tabletop role-playing game. 
and it uses a Jenga tower, sorry, not a Jenga tower, a tower, I'm not supposed to use the word Jenga with, like, things that are like this, but it's sort of like uh, the role-playing game Dread. Yes, uh-huh. which is amazing, Romance. amazing. Yeah. Yes, uh, but with, you know, love and, like, people who shouldn't be together, but they really, really want to be together, but they shouldn't. Okay. <clears throat> when the great. tower falls, do they both die then? Or one of them dies? Or So, in the actual rules, they're supposed to act on their feelings, but in this version, I think we're just going to die. <laughs> Fair enough. Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That sounds, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here then. I will say uh, thank you, Banana Chan, for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. And uh, Builders, thank you very much for listening to the show. If you want to get in touch with us, I'm going to go through all the standard stuff here. You can send an email to buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. You can also call our Google Voice number at 770-TELL-BTG. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at PodcastBTG. Jason is at J.A. Slingerland. I am at Poorly underscore Design. Banana Chan, what is your Twitter? Banana underscore Chan underscore Vid because Banana Chan wasn't available. How does that happen? I don't know. That's a shame. <laughs> I know. That's a shame. Anyway, uh, you can uh, you can uh, like us on Facebook. You can uh, you can rate us well on on the the Apple Podcast garbage thing. So no, it's call it because it's not iTunes anymore. Because iTunes is dead. I don't know. I hate Apple. Um, you can uh, you can. I already said everything else. I think. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think I missed a plug, but it doesn't matter anyway. Banana Chan <laughs> again. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and thank you so much for being a part of the IDC in 2019. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to crushing that. All right, and good night. Good night. Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All ideas presented by Rob and Jason are the property of the Building the Game podcast. We sure hope you'll join us again soon. Until next time... Dial 770-TELL-BTG. Please don't use the email. <laughs>